Welcome to So Here's the Thing, the podcast for small business owners, entrepreneurs, and creative educators who are ready to take their business to the next level. Through candid conversations, tactical approaches, and a few unpopular opinions, we're lifting the veil on what it takes to build both a life and a business that you love. I'm your host, Leila Amati, a coach for creatives and founder of the Creative Educator Academy, where I help entrepreneurs step into the role of industry leaders and educators. I'm so glad that you're here. Now let's jump into today's episode. Hey friends, I am so pumped about today's episode because it's something that I offer somewhat in my business, but something that I definitely want to learn more about implementing a little bit harder in my business as well. So you know me, I love to ask all the questions. There's no such thing as a dumb question when I ask it, at least that's what I tell myself. So I am hopeful that the lovely Jordan Gill, who's joining us today, will agree that I I'm hopefully not going to ask stupid questions. Um, But Jordan is an operations consultant and she's the founder of System Saved Me, where she helps burnt out service providers replace their monthly retainers into virtual VIP days. And VIP days, like I said, is something that I think is super exciting, um, but I really want to learn more about. She has a program called Done in a Day, where she supported over 330 students to create and sell their first VIP days. Um, She also has her podcast, System Saved me. And I'm also really excited to connect with her because she is a fellow Dallasite. So we're both in Dallas and we've already decided we have to hang out and be best friends after this episode. Yeah, pretty much. It's, it's, it's official. (laughs) It's happening. It's happening. Um, well, I'm really excited you're here, Jordan. Can you like, tell us a little bit about why this is something that you're so passionate about? I love that. It's like such a specific and niche topic that you teach people on. And I'd just love to hear how this happened for you. Yeah, absolutely. So I, my like underlying reasoning behind everything that I do has to do with being more present. Um, because I find that nowadays people are so distracted. You've got your phone in one hand, the TV on, you're trying to talk to somebody, music is playing. It's like, it's too much. And I really value, my love language is quality time. Um, So I really value presence. Like I'm here and I'm talking to Laylee and whatever's happening outside of this is happening outside of this. And I don't really need to be privy to. So, you know, whenever, you know, I was looking at different business models and things like that, when I was a service provider, the monthly retainer model didn't fit Uh, how I naturally worked and how I was able to show up in excellence. So I, I'm big in strength finders and my uh, fifth largest strength is focus. So I'm a sprinter. I like to just like get it done and then move on. I don't really like to sit and maintain things. And so I was looking for about like five months into my business. (laughs) It's like how long I lasted doing monthly retainers. I was like, this is not it. I'd rather go work at Starbucks or Target or somewhere. But I was like, let me just see what else is out there. And I found a sales coach who did VIP days. And I was like, can I do this? But with systems? And she's like, yeah. And so basically at the end of 2016, I sold my first VIP day. And then beginning of 2017, I stopped doing monthly retainers altogether and haven't had one since. Uh, And I've been doing VIP days for the last I guess coming up on six years, I still do them to this day because uh, I do enjoy them a lot. 
but yeah, it comes down to presence for me. When I'm present, when I'm on a VIP day, I'm fully present with that client. And then when I'm not on that VIP day, I am not present with right business and I'm focused on my family and, and the people that I love and adore the most. So I want that for more people and VIP days are a vehicle in business for you to be more present in your life, um, but also in your business as well. Oh, I love that so much because I feel like we are always talking about how entrepreneurs get mostly get into entrepreneurship for a lot of reasons, but one of them is to be able to have quality time at home or have flexibility in their schedule. But then we get so burned out because we're working 24 seven. So this is really exciting. Um, okay. So I loved hearing how your VIP days allow you to be more present and to really focus in. So what exactly is a VIP day and how is it different than like your traditional, obviously the amount of time is shorter, but like what are the other, I guess, big differences between a VIP day and traditional like client work? Yes. So a VIP day and how we define it um, at System Save Me is it is a minimum four-figure offering uh, that lasts three to eight hours within a 24-hour period that helps your clients through a process, transformation, method, whatever else. And where some people get caught up as they create this kind of like ask me anything session or pick my brain. That is not a VIP day. Uh, It's not wrong. It's not bad. It just is not a VIP day. A VIP day is a yellow brick road with Oz at the end, whatever your result is. And that's what differentiates it from like the power hour strategy session, pick my brain stuff, because that's more just like you answering questions, which again is fine. It's just a different type of model. So VIP days really have that, that transformation built in. And so with traditional client work, more than likely you're, you're in a space where it's a long-term offer. A lot of times people care about how much time that it's going to take you. And in a lot of times it, it honors people who value money more than time, meaning that they're not in a rush. There's no urgency They're just like, as long as you're maintaining things, it's cool sort of thing. Um, And with VIP days, it's the opposite where people value time more than money. So they will pay a premium price for you to get it done as quickly as possible. Again, it's not that people who want maintenance folks are bad or whatever the case is, but um, because there's room for that and those people are needed. Uh, However, people who uh, thrive and flourish in VIP days, generally speaking, are creators in nature. And so they like to build and create, and then they like to back away and either let the system run itself or let somebody else maintain the system. So I've, I found that again, people who have a, a strength and focus or are working well in short bursts, VIP days are really great, a great fit for, because traditional client work, you're always getting pinged. You have to be more available and also the mental space that your clients take up, right? So yes, there's the, the time that you're spent at the computer working, but then there's the time that you're in the shower, in the car, you know, um, talking to a friend and like in the back of your head is like, oh yeah, that email I got to remember to do, or oh yeah, like I have to think of this idea for their next social media post or whatever the case is. And instead of being actually present, which again is what I care about in the moments of your life, you are letting kind of your clients work linger in your head. And so that mental space really can, uh, can catch up to you. And so those are kind of the biggest differences I see between VIP days and traditional client work. That makes so much sense. Um, I love when you talked about kind of 
avoiding the whole uh, Q and A slash like pick your brain. I talk about that a lot um, within my Creative Educator Academy about how you know coaching and mentoring it is not a pick your brain set. Like it's not a glorified coffee date. It should never be a glorified yeah. coffee date. You shouldn't be charging people to have them come up with questions for you. If you're going to call yourself an educator or whatever, an expert, and you're trying to provide these transformations. So I love that, that you clarified that right off the bat, because as you mentioned, and this was really interesting to me because I hadn't heard it, but a minimum four figure. So like one of my questions for you was going to be like, how do you think through pricing? This is always a huge question I hear not only like inside my academy, but also just from my audience in general, like, how do you think through that pricing? But I guess it makes sense if that's like the focus time and a transformation is built in, right? Yeah, for sure. I'm a big proponent for value-based pricing. So, and this is not something that like I made up or like, this is just living in Jordan's world. This is like an actual like psychological thing that you see in like industries everywhere. Like you think about what the most expensive cars are, they're the fastest ones. You think about when you're waiting in line at, you know, um, security for a plane ride, you can go through the free line and wait 20 minutes or whatever, or you can go through like the fast line, which is like TSA pre-check or whatever, pay like a hundred bucks and you get to skip the line, keep your shoes on and zip on through within three minutes. Totally so, worth it. Totally it, worth it. To- 100% worth it. Like priority on Uber Eats. Like I'm in all of that. Like I'm like, whatever the way is that I can get it the fastest. Thank you so much. I'm purchasing it. Um, and so that that's everywhere. That's like the world. And so I'm just bringing it to the forefront of like online marketing industry or coaching or service online service providers, because like, there's always a market for people who want things done quicker. Always. Like there's just an I don't think that there's that's ever going to go away. In fact, it's getting faster and faster thanks to Amazon and their shipping stuff, right? But so when it comes to pricing, like if you have something that takes you a month, two months to do something and now you're doing it in a day, like that comes at a premium. Like that should not um and the the shift in mindset of like but they're getting less of my time is an employee mindset. It's a oh like the hours I put in, the more money I make. That is an employee thing that has absolutely nothing to do with your entrepreneurial pursuits. When you're an entrepreneur, it's about the value and the results that you're bringing and people pay for speed. So VIP day clients do not care how many hours it takes you. They care that the result is going to happen fast. So when you are pricing, again, I don't have like a magical formula that's like plug, plug, plug. However, again, if you're I don't know, one month thing is like 2K, like you could easily double that price to 4K easily for a day. And if that feels like a jump, I say, um, you know, do apples to apples first. See if you can sell for the exact same price as your one month and then build from there because it definitely should not be less than a monthly retainer package or a longer term package, please know, because people pay for speed. They will pay way more money for speed than, again, more of the maintenance packages and whatnot. So don't um, undervalue yourself because it's less time. Um, And also do not overstuff your VIP day to justify the price. Please do not do that either. (laughs) Um, Whenever I think of that, I think of like people packing a bag for trips and like the overpackers who like have 17 different suitcases and it's like a weekend. We don't need to do that. We don't need to justify the price. It's a matter of, can you get the same result, but get it done faster? That in and of itself 
means that you should be having a higher premium price for that VIP day offer. So I know it's not like a formula or anything spicy, but I do want to reiterate the mindset and the psychology behind the premium pricing of a VIP day. Um, and that's why it usually is a minimum of four figures because also anything less than that, people will start to question your expertise and like the value of your expertise. Um, so yeah, that's why I kind of put that front and center as the first part of my, <laughs> my definition of a VIP day. Um, as it should be. And honestly, like what an important mindset shift for people to make. I think it's going to be a hard one for a lot of people. Mm -hmm. Like I really do, especially I think about a lot of our audience here maybe came from like the wedding pro world where everything is so based on time and to make that huge shift of like value based is huge. I'm so excited that like you talked about that for people to be able to kind of like move forward on it. Cause yeah. So, so good. The doozy. <laughs> <laughs> right. It might take a minute, take a minute, but that's okay. Yeah. yeah. Um, all right. I would love to hear. Okay. So we talked about pricing. I'd love to hear how just like logistically, how can people start to add this into their already packed like schedules? I, I work with a lot of more like established entrepreneurs who have like a very busy in demand schedule and maybe they're already facing burnout and they're looking at this as like a way to avoid that burnout. How yeah. do you, how do you add that in? Yeah, for sure. If you, um, there's a couple ways you can go about this. I think of it, uh, initially as, okay, how are we wanting to insert this into your current business model? So you could just, you know, flip the script and all of a sudden change to VIP days. If you would like to, that's what we call an exclusive VIP day business model. It's what I used to do. Now I have VIP days in a program, but you can just, you know, start charging and offering what you do now as a VIP day. And that be the only offer. There's also an opportunity. If you have longer term offers that you want to keep, however you want to qualify who it is that your longer term offers are best fit for, then you can actually put a VIP day um, as kind of an entry point for your longer term clients. Because again, if you're signing people on for a three, six, nine month retainer, you're putting yourself in an awkward position if it's not a good fit because of values or whatever the case is. And then you're having to like break contracts and it just gets, it gets uncomfortable. <laughs> and I am not a, uh, uh, I don't like controversy. I don't like conflict. Um, so I, I'm <laughs> I like to avoid it at all costs. And so for me being able to do a VIP day, get the vibe of how it is working with this person. And if it's not a good fit, it's not like, that awkward. You can pretty much work with anybody in a day for the most part and then bless and release, let them go about their life. And you don't even have to offer them the long-term stuff. I um, mean, we actually have a, a wedding planner who just graduated our program and she does wedding strategy in a day. And then if she enjoys them and if she thinks the client's the right fit, then she'll say, Hey, do you want me to offer, you know, and help you execute on this strategy? Or do you want to take the strategy and do it yourself? And so then that, that allows her to really only work with like prime, prime, perfect candidates and brides. So that's one way you can do it. Um, also on the flip side, we have people who have a course as a front end. So we have a gal who helps people with their um, Dubsado systems and client relationship management, but she has a course on that same like framework. So she has people join her course. And then there's some people who join it and like could do it themselves. But they're like, I don't want to 
<laughs> so then she's able to like pluck them up into her VIP day. And she's building this, this audience of people who are great for her VIP day that obviously are searching for the result that she helps with. They just don't, they just decided they don't want to do it anymore <laughs> themselves. And so she's able to bring them up into a VIP day. And that's, you know, kind of more of a, what we call a backend VIP day um, and whatnot. So VIP days are very flexible and I, and it's, it's, able to fit into the business model that you currently have um, and help support that. Or again, you can just move over into an exclusive VIP days model as well. Um, And that just depends on, again, your own preferences and and whatever else from there. So I would say that's how we've seen it is exclusive or in the the entry or again, as a backend. Oh, that makes me feel so much better because I'm definitely doing the back end version. And I was like, let's see if she says what I'm doing so that I feel a little (laughs) bit better about myself. I'm just kidding. Um, No, but I do. I So within my course, within my course program, sometimes people need a little bit of extra help. And so that's when I'll do like intensives with them. So that makes me feel like, okay, on the right track here, not, not too far off. Um, But that's really cool. And I think it's also really cool just to have the potential to completely change your entire offering. Like just to say, yeah. you know what? I'm done with three to six months coaching. I'm going to just do one off and it's, let's test it out. I think that's great. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. I did exclusive for two and a half years and was making six figures, had four clients, four to six ish clients a month, making five figures a month and chilling a lot and resting, <laughs> like enjoying my life. So there's absolutely nothing wrong with that. And it can be sustainable. Cause I think people think too, like, oh, I have to get so many more clients than a monthly retainer. And the answer is yes, you do. And um, I'm really big about referral partners, which is very interesting because a lot of people hate on referral partners. And I understand why, because it can feel like I'm always having to like knock on the door and be like, send me clients, send me clients. And I'm like, yeah, that's annoying. So of course that's not going to work. How I see referral partners is finding people who I'm an extension of their customer journey. So like, for example, I have website designers, business coaches, generally speaking as referral partners. The reason for that is website designer, for example, they're creating the front end of somebody's, you know, storefront, I guess, online. And once they're done with that, they could be then bringing in leads, but the person, whoever the site is, doesn't have their actual backend system set up. And so then they blame the website for not doing its job, but really they're not doing their job Um, or really their (laughs) systems aren't doing their job. And so I go to website designers and say, it doesn't drive you crazy when you've built this awesome lead generating machine, but then it's not actually working because they don't have their backend systems. The website designer doesn't want to build those. And so they're like, great. Yes. Like, let me know when you're close to done on the website, pop, you know, your client over to me, I can knock out in a day and then boom, like it all is going to flow and be really great. And you can get all the credit. I don't even care. And you know, that's what you want in the end is them saying, you know, oh my gosh, my website's so high converting. I've, you know, gotten this much, this many sales, et cetera. And that's how I insert myself in their client journey. Like I'm saying, hey, isn't this annoying to you? (laughs) Do you want somebody to help support you in making this happen and make your clients happier with the work that you've done, right? It's all about the referral partner and thinking of their needs, not just their clients' needs, right? So it's taking that step back and really looking at, okay, how can I be a value to the client, but also to the referral partner? And 
you don't really have to sell yourself a lot because you are in relationship with that person directly and when, and they know when somebody's a good fit for you and you can just again enter yourself into their world. So that's how I view referral partners. That's how I've been able to have sustainably selling VIP days because those people are constantly sharing people my way and so I don't really have to play a lot of the other games. I've never had VIP days on my website. I've never had a sales page any of that stuff, like it's all been relationship marketing. So just want to throw that out there too. (laughs) I think it's so great whenever you can have like your marketing be as organic as possible. And of course, relationships, I think are number one in that. So that's amazing. And I, I really appreciate you sharing that because I think you could apply that to any business that you have. Hey friend, I know it can be super overwhelming and intimidating to start on the path of becoming an educator, but if that is something that you're passionate about and that you're excited about, I have got a free gift for you. I've created an ebook that is going to help you learn about the big mistakes holding creatives back from becoming profitable, impactful educators and how to avoid making those mistakes in your own journey. So if you want to grab that free ebook, head to laylyamadi.com slash ebook, or just head to the show notes at so here's the thing podcast.com and let me know what you think. I love hearing from you guys and I'm cheering you on, on your educator journey. So many people are so focused on like social media and which is great. I mean, I market on social media. I think it's great, but where else can you market? Like let's, I, I feel like the best relationships, the most profitable and rewarding relationships that I've had in my business have all been like organically coming together, either something local or an event, a conference, whatever. So I I think that's, that's a really good point. Okay. So on the, on the, I guess, same pathway, I guess I have kind of a follow-up question about marketing. So aside from these organic ways of kind of reaching out and building relationships with people who can refer you and having it be referral based, are there any other like first steps that people can, can take to market a new VIP day offer? Let's say somebody is just now starting to offer a VIP day for the very first time. What are some of the first steps they can take to market? Yes. So I do recommend referral partners as the first step because it's the quickest way to clients. Then I will also recommend a few different things. Guest podcasting has been super fruitful for me. There's like a podcast from 2018 that still brings me clients. It's like so random, but like strategic at the same time. (laughs) (laughs) And so guest podcasting is really great as well as um, speaking or even attending events. So I was quite the event goer back in 2017, 2018. And I think I went over to like 60 events, like it was not so, um, oh but I really love events. <laughs> and so even though I'm not speaking at most of those, like I'm a very, I call it intentional. Other people could call it creepy event <laughs> attender. So, um, <laughs> so like, for example, even recently I went to, uh, an event about a month ago and one of their colors was is red so there were three people who were um hosting this event one of the people who i wanted that i wanted that person's attention so her brand colors include red and there was this welcome party that we were supposed to bring this like sparkly dress which like i don't even own any sparkly dresses so that was like a whole full-blown other nightmare but i was like i want a red sparkly dress because i want her to see me in her brand colors and that will 
she'll start to photograph me in her head because when I see, you know, yellow is one of my favorite colors, but also it's my brain colors. If I see somebody wearing yellow or they have pineapples, whatever else, I'm going to go up to them because I love pineapples and I love yellow. So I use that same psychology when I'm at events. And then, you know, at the very end, she's like, oh yeah, you're like, ask us and save me. Like we've been like circling the internet for a while and blah, blah, blah. And I was like, yeah, we have, you know, and like, it bridges that gap. She's like that red dress. I loved it. Like I was here for it. And that's how I start conversations. Or if I know that somebody is going to be attending that I want to connect with, um, cause usually there's like a Facebook group or there's some sort of area that you can see everybody else who's going to be coming. And so say I'm like, got a few people on my list that I want to connect with. So I'll purposefully like go to their Pinterest, go to their Instagram and see what their taste in food is. Cause I'm always going to have a snack. I'm like, a mom before I became a bonus mom. So I'll see that they like dark chocolate, which is great because I also love dark chocolate. And so I will make sure that I have dark chocolate in my purse. I will sit at this around the same table or vicinity as this person. And when there's a break, I'm going to pull out my dark chocolate and I'm going to say, Hey, like, does anyone want like a little bite of dark chocolate? Guess who's going to say, Oh my gosh, thank God. Like you have dark chocolate, the person that I want to connect with. And now we're in conversation. Yes, it's about dark chocolate. And then it moves into other stuff, but it's those ways that you can get the attention of the right people that you're wanting to get attention without it feeling, I have to come up with some like creative words to say, like, it's just like the colors I'm wearing or the snacks that I'm bringing or things like that. Um, and that's really how I built a lot of my relationships. <laughs> I'm not going to call it great. I like intentional. I like yeah. intentional. Let's, let's thank go you. with that. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Thank you. <laughs> I think that's amazing. Um, actually that's, it's funny. That reminds me of these are great tips. In addition to, we had an episode, gosh, I think it must've been like two years ago. We'll link it for you guys to listen to, but Kiana Marie calls herself, um, like a workshopaholic. And she talks about like ways to make the best out of being an attendee at events. And these are really great things to add on top of all of those. She talks about, you know, like the give and like different things you can do, but I love the, like the prep work, like, okay, get that stocking in. Maybe we don't call it stocking, get that research in and exactly research for sure. But I mean, I think that's true because so many people go to events and they don't get anything out of it. And it's like, there's so much opportunity there. Like, even if it's like you raise your hand and like say something, or um, I'm always very, as a past operations person on someone's team, like they're the gatekeepers. Okay. So even if I can't talk to the person I want to talk to, I know where the operations person is on the side or in the back or whatever the case is. And I will strike a conversation with them and get connected with them because they're the gatekeeper to the person I want to get to. And so if I can be friend and like connect with that person, the likelihood of me connecting with the person I want to connect with is much higher because no one's talking to the ops people and that's cool. And like ops people generally are okay with that. However, if you're wanting to, again, speed up the process of you connecting with somebody that is maybe feels out of reach or feels like a harder, a harder connection, connect with the ops people. Because again, they, they're the ones who are, are going to get you in front of them quicker than probably going on your own path. Well, this was just really good life advice. I'm not going to lie. Like this was, I mean, great for VIP days, but like, come on, like this is just solid gold tips right here. So thank you. Well, that was incredible. Now bringing this back full circle, we've got to ask my signature last question on the show, which is what is your unpopular opinion on the topic? So your unpopular opinion on offering VIP days. 
my unpopular opinion about VIP days is that they are one of the more reliable business models and sustainable business models for people, which I know uh, is very much unpopular with people, especially who uh, sell services <laughs> or sell uh, done for yous. And, but I have just, where I see the problem with them is that it, it people get all the way soaked into their clients' businesses. And that's great. And they are missing out on knowing how to best market and sell. So then what happens is I've seen it time and time again, even people who come into my program, they have a couple of retainer clients and all of a sudden two of them, or sometimes even all three will leave within a month. Mm -hmm. And so now you spend all this time in other people's businesses, and now you're having to play catch up when it comes to marketing and selling. So monthly retainers create this false safety net. Um, that feel nice and feel reliable when they are not. And why I think VIP days are the more safe and more reliable business model is because you are consistently on the delivery side, you know, doing the work, but also you have time to really hone your marketing and sales skills. And again, if you don't sell a VIP day, it's not like the end of the world, quote unquote, because you just fill that spot again because you're in the consistent flow of marketing and selling versus it's going to take you a minute or two to replace that monthly retainer that's gone that you weren't expecting to be gone. So for me, my unpopular opinion is that VIP days are more safe and more reliable than a lot of other business models out there. Oh, I love that. I think that's such good food for thought. I think that so often people hear like VIP day and they think, oh, buzzword, like not for me or it yeah. doesn't fit into my business model. But what it sounds like, if I'm hearing you correctly, like it sounds like you really could do it in any kind of business, like no matter what kind of entrepreneur you are. Yeah, pretty much product, like physical product people, I'm still trying to figure y'all out, but everyone else, <laughs> <laughs> I definitely would say that that VIP days are absolutely available for you. Yeah. I'm in particular also thinking of like selfishly my own students who are all educators, you know, and I feel like whether it's coaching or, you know, your courses or whatever kind of thing that you're teaching on, there's got to be a transformation that you could create in a day for somebody. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah. And especially with, you know, frameworks and methods that you're teaching in your course, you probably could just pluck one of those frameworks or methods and have that again, be a part of your VIP day. Like you've already done a lot of the heavy lifting. Yeah. You just tailor it to your person. Mm -hmm which is beautiful because mm -hmm. it's such a win-win. They get that tailored one-on-one -on -one attention and you get to help them succeed. So it's great. Yeah. I love that. Well, thank you so much for being here, Jordan. Can you, um, I know we already talked about it, but where's like the best way for, for people to connect with you, to find out how to work with you, to find out how to learn from you? Yes, all the things. Uh, so I am a big Instagrammer. So you can come on over to at systems, plural, saved me. Uh, and then our website, systemsaveme.com. We've got like, a quiz on there, a roadmap. Um, both of those are free. Um, but yeah, if you just want to chit chat as well, like I'm the one in my DMs still. Um, so don't be afraid of my, I mean, it's not, it's like large to some people and not large to other people, but whatever. It's still me <laughs> over on Instagram and yeah, I'm, I'm having fun with reels. We do videos over there, all sorts of fun stuff. So if you're just like VIP day curious, probably Instagram is the best place to go. 
Amazing. Thank you so much. And we'll link all of those things in our show notes for you guys, as always. Um, And we'll see you on the next episode. For show notes and resources mentioned on today's episode, head to SoHere'sTheThingPodcast.com. This show is brought to you by the Creative Educator Academy, where we teach creative entrepreneurs how to teach, because I believe that industries thrive when experts can share their knowledge well. If you're enjoying the podcast, I'd love to read your review on iTunes or see your rating on Spotify. Thanks so much for listening, and I'll catch you on the next episode.